forever. Dog. The killer is only a heartbeat away. This week on the podcast, Richie Tankersley Cusick's Fatal Secrets. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast where we discuss YA Pulp Fiction. I am one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. Richie Tankersley Cusick has brought us so much joy. And this week, she brings us Fatal Secrets. Fatal Secrets. Um, Did you see the twist coming in this one? Yes. I did not. I, well, I didn't see that it was like... So many, so many twists. <laughs> I thought there was one twist and I thought it was Steve. Okay. The stepdad. I did not <laughs> know it was triple twist. All of them. All of them. Uh, which does explain why I was like, there are so many red herrings in this book. And I do not know how she's going to reconcile the fact, like what all of their behavior has been. Yeah. If they didn't do it. And then yeah. it turned out all of them did it. Also, like, I was like, oh, man, this is like a love pentagram. Like, yeah. there's like so many different weird so, male energies. Because yeah. I was like, first, I was like, okay. I just wasn't feeling Charlie. Mr. Bambolina. Charles. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> my God. I did not see that one coming <laughs> at all. I was I, like, <laughs> no, Mr. Pantini. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Pantini. Is that his name Pantini? Yeah, I think so. But um... uh oh, is there a kitty? There's a kitten. There's a little kitten pawing at some... What did he just do to it? I think he licked it. He licked the mic. Just licked the mic. Oh, screamer. Go over there. Um, uh, I'll I'll download the book onto my phone so that I remember names. Okay, so Mr. Pantini is the guy who runs this like quaint toy shop. little toy shop. Who talks like Geppetto. Yeah. He, <laughs> his character is so funny. <laughs> it's like... I could not stop laughing at this like comically stereotypical Italian man where he's like, Orion, you are so sweet to me. How do I love you so much? Like, you work so hard. He's like, oh, all of the customers are here. Uh, I will take care of them. Uh, and she's like, oh, Mr. Pantini, you're a sweetheart. Um, I was honestly, I was sad when it turned out he was yeah, a part I'm of it. Yeah, I bummed that Mr. Pantini was part of it. All right, so we should give a plot. A Partini. His name oh, is Partini. not Pantini? Not Pantini. And not Bambolini? The great Partini. Um, okay, so who is the main character? Ryan. McCauley. Ryan, that's right. She is a teen. Yeah. She's probably a senior. Yeah, she's a senior. Yeah. She and her sister, Marissa, are out looking for pine cones to make decorations for Mr. Pantini's store for the Christmas holiday. Because it's about, because it is Thanksgiving. That's why Marissa's home. Yes. And so he wants to decorate for Christmas. Yes. Marissa is stressed. Yeah. Something, she has got a secret. Is it fatal? Yes, it is. Yes. I mean, it really is. Very fatal to her. <laughs> And they almost get a, others. Yeah, they get into a little tiff, tiff. Yeah. So like she she tells Ryan, I'm scared. I may have gone too far. We have to develop that film I ga- gave you. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's like, stop fucking with me. You go yeah. look here. I'll go look there. 
She's like, we got to split cones. up, like mom said, to look for the pine cones. So they split up. And then she hears like a scream and then water. And she's like, what? We're in the woods and it's snowing. Where's the water? <gasps> like there's a, it's actually a lake. river. It's a big river. And Marissa fell in. Yep. Did she fall? No. No, she was pushed. She was pushed. She, like it got hacked open and she was dragged. Mm-hmm. So Ryan tries to save her, does not succeed. Marissa's like, my, she's like, sleeve, sleeve. She's like, I'm trying to grab your sleeve and I can't. And or she falls under. She says, sleeve, sleeve. And Ryan thinks she's saying, well, she says, she's really Eve, saying, Eve. She's saying Steve. Steve. She's trying to warn her that Steve is a part of a drug ring. <laughs> Steve yeah. being their mother's boyfriend. So that happens. Marissa's dead. Cut to three weeks later. Marissa or uh, Ryan is talking to her friend Phoebe. Phoebe is sort of being good supportive, but mostly bad. Uh, worst best friend in history is Phoebe. Yes. Because later in the book, Although, she's the worst. There are many terrible best friends in these types of there books. There are. Because they have to be the type who don't listen to their friends. Yeah. When they're telling them something's up. Yeah. They have to not believe it. Because our narrator needs to feel alone. Yep. So the way that that is accomplished in this book is that Phoebe is a boy crazy. And so she spends most of the book just caring about a boy named Michael who we never meet. Yeah. Michael Kleinman. Yep. Um, no. It was something else. Oh, yeah. Kilmer. Kilmer. Michael Kilmer. Because I was like, Val Kilmer. Oh. Um, so blah, blah, blah. They're leaving school. Oh, who's that over there? It's the handsome boy, Winchester. Mm-hmm. So sensitive and moody and doesn't talk to other people and briefly dated uh, Marissa. Mm-hmm. So la, la, la. Ryan goes to work. Mr. Pantini is there. Mm-hmm. Ryan looks at a dollhouse. The dollhouse appears to now have a little like glass flake broken with a doll stuck into it with red ribbons in its hair, just like Marissa had Mm -hmm. when she drowned. And Ryan is like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Someone is tormenting me. Mr. Partini comes out. He's like, oh, Ryan, what are you talking about? Uh, Oh, you think people come in here and they uh, change up with the dolls? The miscommunication this is the kind of accent i can handle yeah the miscommunication (laughs) that occurs is insane and now knowing now that he's like in on it he was he was pretending he didn't know what she was saying so she's like the dolls they're out like someone set them up and he's like oh you want to put the dolls outside Uh, okay we can do that and she's like no someone else did that like He's like, like how my I sister hear what died. you're saying. You love a doll. <laughs> and they go out to the side. And then he's like, a customer outside. And she's like, no. Oh, and he's like, oh, uh, there is a customer tormenting you. A pizza pie. <laughs> and he's like, I do a delivery. Oh, Pinocchio. Uh, Not the giorno. <laughs> oh, Parmesan. Um, and he's like, rigatoni. Oh, tagliatelle. tagliatelle. And she's like, what okay. are you saying? <laughs> so she's like, I don't get it. Um, so you know how much we are n- not fully exaggerating. <laughs> I'm going to find a Mr. Pertini section because it's wild. <laughs> okay. So she has just seen the, the setup made to look like her sister drowning, which is cold. Also that scary. Is fucked up. I actually thought this book was scary. It is. The doll thing was scary. She's getting tormented. Tormented. So... She's so Ryan is like, 
Mr. Bertini, where are you? And he says, yes, yes, Bambolina, I hear you. The whole street, it hears you too, eh? (laughs) Oh, also he's like, what are you so excited about, Bambolina? You just see Santa Claus and he promised to bring you a nice young Amanda for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to you? Why you look so scared? The the dollhouse, the pond, it's broken. What? You mean somebody busted up the mirror? Seven years of bad luck. But the doll, you yes. gotta come. Here, you you take one. We'll trade off, okay. Mr. Pertini. Yes, Ryan, I come. Ah, there go my tools on the floor. Clumsy me. Yes, yes, just let me pick them up. Yes, yes, I see the, uh, the pond. Yes, yes, but nobody drowning. Uh, <laughs> Then you tell me, eh? You tell me, Bambalina, so I understand. And you move her back in the side. But how can that be? These are not walking dolls. are uh, sitting dolls. Ah, <laughs> uh, what do you say to me, Bambalina? What? You think uh, she need help, this little doll? Maybe she'll want to go outside in the snow, yes? Yes, yes, it's okay. You help her. Put her outside. Whatever you want. <laughs> ah, Ryan, it's a much too sad. My worst <laughs> heartache. Oh, that is Ugh. so fucked up that everybody is like, Ryan, stop bringing up your dead sister, Marissa, because it's breaking my heart. Yes. Like, I blame myself more than anyone. Yeah. Like, Phoebe says this. Yeah. She's like... So obviously Ryan blames herself because Marissa drowned when she was trying to pull her out of a river, a frozen river. And she can't stop blaming herself. And Phoebe's like, you can't keep blaming yourself for her death. I mean, if you walk it back, we can all do that. Like Mr. Partini sent you out there and he feels terrible. And Mm -hmm. like you would you might not have got like Marissa and I might not have gone with you if I had been there that night. So I can blame myself and your mom can blame blame her. So do you blame me? No. And it's like, I understand what she's going for. But then when she gets to Mr. Partini's shop and he's like, oh, why would you bring your sister up? It's my greatest heartache. Also, then he's like, after that, he then takes over and is like, my wife uh, died yeah. and 25 years ago. And so then he starts complaining about his wife dying 25 years ago. And I'm like, dude, this is not about you. Her sister just died. And Ryan's a fucking pushover. She's She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I won't bring it up again. I You're know. so right. I'm so cold. I suck. I hate myself. Um, but now knowing that he was in on yeah. this drug ring that killed Marissa because she had found out what they were doing. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mr. Partini sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Um, so then she's there and... um. Uh, oh, there's also a guy with a big coat and a ski mask looking at her in the window. Yeah, and she's like, ah. Mm-hmm. Ah. And then she... She goes home. Goes home. Oh, her mom is sitting in Marissa's bedroom like she always does now. And she's yeah. like moping and ignoring Ryan. Um, And then, oh, someone's at the door. Who is it? Oh, my God. It's Charles. Some dick named Charles. I hated holding... Charles all oh, the my time. God. Why didn't... So he Why gets there. He's holding all of these wrapped presents, and he is like, "Marissa had these in her closet. I knew she'd want you to have them, so I wrapped them and brought them here." And he looks at Ryan. She's like, "I'm Ryan." He says, "Oh, you're the one who let her drown." And Ryan's like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> Why would?" Except here's what drives me nuts: the whole rest of the book too. Why wouldn't your first response be? 
how could you say that? Yeah. Or why would you say that? I don't even know you. Why the fuck doesn't she tell her mom that he says that? Yeah. Why doesn't she tell Phoebe that he no, says she that? she does. Why doesn't she, she tell Steve she, that he said she that? She tells Phoebe, because remember... She tells Jinx. Oh, she Phoebe's got... Phoebe and Jinx. And an annoying both, little brother. <laughs> they both say... He wouldn't say that. <laughs> That's too crazy they're like listen i don't know him but i don't think he would say that <laughs> that doesn't sound like a charles thing to do and it's like it doesn't sound what? very charles and they're like, like that's you just too cruel he's a stranger they've never met him he's just some no. boy from marissa's college and he's like i used to date marissa i was dating her yeah i love her here she told me all about you guys and they're like we have not ever heard about you and he's like mm, yeah anyway here's some presents yeah that she bought and she left uh so i just wrapped them because that's what she would want and i'm gonna bring them here and the mom's like why don't you stay it's like here it's like the guest that movie the guest with uh dan what's his face from downton abbey what is that um a guy um What's his name? Dan. Damn it. I can't remember. So he he like gets he gets out of the military and he goes and visits the family of the guy like who he knew in his I don't know, army terms. Uh yeah. his whatever regiment platoon or, or whatever. Yeah. Um who passed away and he like goes to see them and like, I don't know, tell them about his last moments or something. And the mom's like, you can stay here if you want. And he's uh, super creepy. Oh, it's like that. Yeah. So it's that. He's very creepy. He stays there. He's really creepy. He stays there. She, Ryan never really steps up and handles the fact that he says that to her. No. She's just like, as most girls in these books are they're like i can't handle this this is yeah. too much yeah and just like runs away from whatever house she happens to be yes. in at the time she also like keeps doing this thing where she's like did he really say that i must be losing it ah and then like runs away all the time so she runs off and she goes to phoebe's house phoebe's not there mm-hmm. jinx is yes jinx is a little baby face cutie here's Ooh. the thing jinx was too mean to her but i still shipped them i shipped them because he was little brother you've yeah. grown up with your whole life yes he wasn't like he wasn't charles just being like <laughs> shitty yeah. and like assuming his looks are gonna get in places mm -hmm. he was mean to her like oh like anybody want to date you you're so ugly i know like, he that was the ugly. level of me i know he'd be like um oh like you better put a Bag over your head, you, you ugly face. He's like, oh, you wish Macaulay. Like, oh, why are you waking me up? I'm so like, oh, why should I do you any favors? Yeah, sure. I'll drive you everywhere. Also, the fact that she hasn't picked up on the fact that he has a crush on her. I'm like, girl, what? It was cute. It was cute. He He's was like, cute. he would be like, oh, Macaulay, blah, blah, blah. And then she'd like get sad about something. And then his face would like soften and he'd be like, Hey, Macaulay, like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, I don't cute. know. I liked that. Yeah, I liked he them. he was only he was teasing, not actually shitty. He was never not actually shitty. Tormenting her with the death of her sister. Yeah, not doing that. Yeah, and not like everyone else being does. the killer of her well, sister. Winchester, poor Winchester. Oh, he Winchester. really got wrapped up in a world yeah. he couldn't handle. He couldn't handle it. So the cute boy Winchester. He likes her too. 
And he's he's never actually being shitty to her. No. He's a part of the plot. Yeah. To try to figure out what she knows. Yeah. And he thinks that they're not going to hurt her. And he doesn't know that they killed Marissa. And they're threatening his family. Yes. So he's kind of like stuck in the... He's He's gotten in over his head. Yeah. And for those of you who watched Shit's Creek, I pictured him to look like Mutt, which is the first season one love interest for... Um, what's her name for the daughter? I forgot her name right now. Alexis. Just for you guys. Cool. Good to know. That have watched it. Here, I'm going to pull up a picture <laughs> of him and then you'll you'll see. Okay. He looks a little older, but like I pictured him being like a young mutt. Um, I forgot what where we were. Okay, so she runs to Phoebe's house. Jinx is there. Jinx gives her a ride home. She's like, I'll walk. And he's like, no, you won't. I'll drive you home. And then she explains what's going on. And he like, he... He believes her. He just doesn't think Charles said something so shitty. Right. Because it is it is a crazy thing to say to a person, like, first thing out of your mouth, basically. Yes, it, it is. That is insane. So, so what I knew that they were going to get together when she was, like, uh, she tickled him. Yes. He, oh, my God. He when said she tickled him. He said something about, like, I don't know, being tough or, like, something about their childhoods together and she's like she's like yeah yeah you're like so big and strong and all those girls like you what if i tell them that like you're horribly ticklish i yeah i know like remember that time me and phoebe like whatever and and she's like i bet you're still ticklish she's like no i'm not and she tickles him and he's probably just had the biggest erection of his life oh totally he couldn't (laughs) get out of that car are you kidding me oh my god this is what mutt looks like so like this but younger okay i'm searching fake as hell that beard? Yeah. Yeah, it looks really fake. I wonder it probably is fake. Um yeah, it yeah. probably is because I can't pull it. Never mind. It won't let me click on the picture. Um yeah, no, he he probably was like boning out like crazy when she was yeah. tickling him. And Poor he's like, Haha, please stop. I uh can't get out of my car right now. <laughs> so she goes back inside, all of a sudden finds out her mom has said Charles can stay there and take her room. And she'll take Marissa's room. And uh, her mom's boyfriend, Steve, is, like, being very nice about it. And he's like, yeah, I think it's inappropriate, too. And But, and like, your mom's weird, in a really rough place. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Steve seems genuinely nice. Me and too. then I forget when I called that Steve was... I didn't know Steve was involved. I was surprised. I thought it was all him. All Steve. Um, I think it was... Well, I mean, for one thing, I'm just always suspecting everyone in these books. Of course, you have to. But I think I... I thought I knew it was him when Charles fake tells um, Ryan the truth or like that Marissa thought she was onto something and yeah. um, he pretends that like he was helping her with it. And I understand why she, that was enough for her. Yeah. Um. So that it's at that point I was like, whoa, did they like find Steve doing something? Yeah. He teaches at their college. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's is it? I is it when it was definitely Steve? She asks him to check in at the college about Charles, and he's like, "Yeah," and he's a great, great A student, and like blah blah blah, and he's like totally legit. Was it that? That's not when I thought. Okay. No, it's when she catches Charles holding like a big old knife, trying to open one of Marissa's drawers. Yes, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "It's a little extreme, I know, but I'm looking for something." Marissa told me that she'd gotten into some trouble, and she's like. <gasps> She told me that too. I really wish that she was smarter. 
I do too. For her own sake. Yes. Because when he says I that, that she, and she, yeah. Because <laughs> like my response would still be like, okay, well, anyone can say anything. I, I don't really believe <laughs> she's she's at the end of her rope. Yeah. Because a ton of other stuff has happened. Like she gets home, she thinks that Marissa's corpse is sitting in the car honking at her. What was that? It was Steve or somebody. Oh my God. So Steve is in the car pretending to be Marissa's soggy ass cold corpse. And he's got an answering phone. It was an answer machine message. Yeah. Now all I can think is answer phone. I know. Um, answering machine message yeah. that Marissa like had and that they're playing it as though that's her speaking. How the fuck could you confuse a live I know. voice? I know. With an answering machine recording. It sounds like shit. It would sound like shit. It would sound it's like shit. It's the tiniest little tape. Yeah. Even if I was recording it on my phone, it would, you'd know it wasn't a person. Yeah. Oh, well. And she's like, but her voice sounded tinny and far away. And it's like, no, it sounded like a phone. It sounded like a tape. <laughs> yeah. It's, it didn't sound real. So then she's like cowering and the garage door opens and she, or Steve hits her over the head, I think. Yeah. And then the garage door opens and Charles is like, oh, you fell. And she's like, what? Yeah. And he takes care of her. There's a lot of like different men carrying her around. Yeah. Literally carrying she's her. She's really being put through the ringer because three different people are fucking with her. Mm-hmm. And at any given point, they seem like the villain or her savior. Yep. It's crazy. She's losing her mind. Yeah, they're all gaslighting her nonstop. Yeah. She... I mean, but she's kind of stupid, though. Oh, she's stupid. Like, I know she's traumatized. But, like, if you put a stupid person in those circumstances, yeah. you can blame a stupid person yeah. for reacting the way yeah. she does. She's going to act how a stupid person acts. Yeah. It's just, like, I f- there were so many things where I'm like, don't believe them. And every time she's like, oh, maybe. Yeah. Like, she comes full circle. She comes, like, three, or she does a 180 on fucking She's Charles. twirling on everyone. She's twirling. She's just twirling. She's twirling she's on She's twisting Charles. in the wind. But... She, she, at first, she her instincts were right. She's like, this guy's a fucking creep. Yep. And then later, she's like, well, I don't know. Mom really likes him. And it's like... And part of it is that Steve is telling her that he's like really legit. Yeah. Because Steve is a part of it. And then there's a lot of like really cute moments of her just like with Jinx, which I liked. Yeah. Of him helping her out and like her saying like, hey, can you drive me somewhere? And he's like, ugh, like I'm eating pizza and she's like i will buy you pizza and gas and he's like okay um and he always comes like he's looking out for her i liked mm-hmm. that she's everything gets all jumbled oh oh another so another big event that jumps out because a lot of little things are happening like guy in a big coat and a ski mask is chasing her mm-hmm. like people are chasing her and she can't make out faces or anything So that's happening all throughout, basically. But then Phoebe (gasps) Phoebe Uh, ropes her into going caroling, which... Phoebe's being a real selfish cunt this whole Phoebe sucks. She is not listening to her friend at all. Her friend's sister died three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So she forces her to come caroling. And she forces Charles into it, too. And she's like, Charles can be your date. And it's like, what? pushing him to date her. I know. It makes no sense. Like... In these books, if a boy is cute, he is like, you better snap that up. Yep. I think she even says, you better snap that up. Probably. That's probably why the words are in my yeah. head. So so then they're done and they go to a party after and 
and he roofies her drink. Mm-hmm. And so she's all of a sudden like slip sliding all over the place and like falling asleep. And then he drives and her home. Quote. Phoebe packs her into a van with him because mm-hmm. he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. He starts driving in the snow. He's like, oh, no, we have I hit a dog. The dog ran off. Let me check. And so she goes outside. He le- ditches her. And she's all roofied out. She's like that there's stumbling. a hurt dog somewhere. She's stumbling around in the snow. Who rescues her? Winchester. Winchester. She wakes up. Here's what I couldn't stop thinking about. She wakes up, bundles in blankets in front of a fire, no clothes on. No clothes. Her clothes are hanging above the fire. And Winchester's like, don't worry, I kept my eyes closed. So he's like which means fumbling. He, he took off all of her clothes while she was unconscious. He took off all of her clothes while she was unconscious by feel. So he's just fumbling and, and there's bumbling. no way that's true. I'm just picturing so he just fully undressed her. I'm picturing him like eyes closed, facing away. <laughs> and like every time he slips, she like thumps on the ground. <laughs> there would also be so much more pawing of her body would be yeah. involved if his much eyes worse. are closed. <laughs> much worse. At least he could be like delicately. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, thumb and forefinger like, just uh, like gently taking the clothes off of her. And it's like, I get it. She's wet and freezing. Yeah. But to be like, don't worry, I kept my eyes closed. He'd be grabbing boob yeah. and butt all over yeah, the place. Yeah, he'd be like spreading her ass cheeks to <laughs> get her underwear off. Like, what the fuck? No way. Like, oops, fingered you. Sorry. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> he like slips. He's like, oh God, I fisted you. <laughs> oh, oh no. I did not mean to do that. Oh no. Oh, Sorry. Like, That's on me. Yeah. Like the so she's all and she's bundled, like, oh, better. And he's being he's being like super sweet. Yeah, he lives in the in like a shed mm-hmm. with his with his siblings. Un- untold number of siblings. Yes. That ranged from three to ten. Mm-hmm. And he says he can't reach anybody because the phone lines are out. Yeah. So she'll have to stay the night. It's supposed to be that he's trying to find out what she knows about yeah. Marissa being freaked. But does he ever ask her any questions? I didn't remember about him it? asking her any questions. I didn't either. He just like I think it's just he got in so Steve Oh yeah. Steve, Charles, and Mr. Partini yeah. have all enlisted Winchester to be the drug delivery boy. Yeah. And he got involved for the money. And now he can't get uninvolved because they're threatening his family. Mm-hmm. So they have given him the task of, we're going to drive Ryan out to the woods after after drugging her. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pick her up and take her to safety. And so she'll trust you and maybe tell you what she knows. But I don't remember him... He didn't ask her anything. Asking her anything. When he said, like, I asked her and she didn't know anything, I was like, did Did you? Because I don't think so. I think he just I think he's just trying to protect her. Yeah. And then later, she's when she's driving around with Jinx the next day, she sees the dad Mm -hmm. of Winchester. And she's like, Dad of Winchester. (laughs) Dad of Winchester. And he's like, Oh, I'm glad that you're okay. And she's like, Hey, I hope that your phones are okay. Yeah, or your phone's back up or something. And he's like, They were never out. And she's like, Hmm, interesting, interesting, interesting. (laughs) And so it turns out that like he had lied to her about the phones being out, but he really did that because he wanted her to stay over because he likes her. Because the only reason that he started dating her sister was to get 
closer to her, which was weird. That never makes any sense to me when that no. is put in as a plot point for something. No. That's like the worst way to try to worm your way into somebody's heart. It's like, yeah, I fucked around with your sister and uh, basically made myself off and limits. Like, uh, yeah, I made myself off limits. Uh, confused her emotionally. Yeah. Uh, may have been physical with her. Oh. But it was all to get to you. Yep. Aren't you flattered? And then she's like, wow, thank you. Cool. Uh, speaking of off limits. time with Jinx now. Guys, if you have not watched season two of Fleabag yet. Oh my God. Now, <laughs> all I'm going to say is <laughs> hot priest. Hot priest and Neil. Neil. Ah! When he said that, I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know what I thought he was going to do? I thought he was going to yeah. put his penis through the thing. Oh no, I just thought he was. Well, first I didn't know. I was like, it took me a little bit to understand that he was I guess it's we don't want to talk about it yet do we it hasn't been out for that long let's talk about it you and I okay later. okay okay okay, okay. But, uh, but that's all we're saying back, season two Ooh, baby hot. baby 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 hot baby. priest um, hot priest is hot and not bullshit like young pope <laughs> it's not fucking with you like young pope yeah it's not teasing it's it not being a little put a dirty little in cock tease like, <laughs> like young pope <laughs> Dirty little clit teeth. <laughs> it actually delivers. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Have you finished season two? No. Oh my god. I I haven't finished it yet. I've only seen. Did you finish Neil. that episode? Yes. Okay. I did. All right. But I now what? <laughs> now what's gonna happen? Oh jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez Louise, what's going to happen with Hot Priest and Fleabag? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of kitten screaming happening in the other room. I don't know why. It's so high. Um, Is he being so, okay? Is he being okay? Okay. What's he being? What's he being? Oh, he's being a monster. <laughs> I heard you saying, ouch, was he biting you? Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Micah's... Taking care being of cat dad, being cat dad right now to Smokey, tiny Smokey. Um, uh, yeah. So, oof. Yeah. So it was like it was so. Here's why it was hot that Winchester undressed her and put her in the blankets. <laughs> okay, is because he didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Because he didn't do anything. So it's like that's hot. Well, because he was being <laughs> responsible. He yeah. Didn't. Well, not it, he didn't intentionally paw her up. He just like did it because I, he couldn't look at I her. I don't think that he had his fucking eyes I don't closed. think so either. I think he was watching it's what impossible. he was doing. Yeah. And was like definitely like, unbuttoned. Here's what's buttons. hot is like is like a man touching you and being so respectful. Yeah. Being respectful <laughs> and just trying to make sure you don't get hypothermia. Respectful is fucking hot. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I mean, just thought of hot priest again. Like he should have like found a sister or he could have had that like little sister yeah, 10 year old girl get that Katie came down. to help help out unstrap that bra yeah do you think it went that far i think okay what if he just what if he, he did probably this? left her underwear on <laughs> her underwear. and her bra if you like oh god completely nude you would know yeah i mean it, even if it's just a sh your shirt and pants gone it's like okay yeah. well i don't want hypothermia but you should not have been taking my also, clothes what off if, what if you were wearing like c-team underwear oh <laughs> and like he sees it and it's like your ratty Ew. like terrible underwear that you you know yeah oh 
Because I have underwear that I don't want people seeing. Yeah. What if you're circling on laundry day? Yes. And then you got some whack granny panties on that are like the elastics all fucked up. Well, then you should have thought about that before you got wrapped up in a town wide <laughs> drug ring <laughs> that involves a boy having to remove all your clothing <laughs> so you don't freak. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. He was doing it's it like to save mothers life. used to say, like, you better be wearing a clean yeah. pair of panties because you don't know if you're going to be involved in a town wide drug ring. <laughs> Wait, what? They always said, right? This is real, right? That they would say you should wear clean panties because, like, what if you get in a car accident in the EMTs? See your underwear. See your underwear. See your dirty underwear. I don't know if that actually did happen or if that's just a weird thing that seeped into our culture. Is happening? I was. I was doing Jaws of Life on this uh, family, and that kid, the skid marks on this kid. Yeah, I think you really only had to say that to your sons. Yeah. Skid marks. Can I say? Yeah. I think it's great that California, for the most part, doesn't have gendered bathrooms anymore. Yeah, I love that. Here's what I would like, though. What? One bathroom just for cis, just for straight cis men. Mm -hmm. Because they're, I know that they're the ones fucking up our bathrooms now. Um, Now that it's been ungendered. It gets I know nasty. it's straight cis men turning Nassying what used to be the- nice women's restrooms mm-hmm. into garbage. So I want one restroom for the straight cis men. I don't know. Dude. And I want one restroom for the rest of us. There's some like dirty, like even from before. Well, I like, can't control those women. Yeah, There are certain but people that are just real nasty. I'm just saying you'd weed out the yeah. worst. You'd weed out yeah. the worst of them. The, the way- I'm happy to share a bathroom yeah. with my with everybody. Trans brothers and sisters yeah. and my neutral gendered brothers and sisters, yeah. my non-binary brothers yeah. and sisters and not gendered uh, sibling terms. Yeah. Siblings. There we go. I found yeah, it. Siblings. But get those gross dudes those out of my bathroom. Cishet men. There's, okay, there's a way that some people treat public restrooms that is, it is, I absolutely I used to be able to reliably and obviously this is a small price to pay I'm just doing my complaining Mm -hmm. I used to have a reliable gas station bathroom that I would stop out on the way from LA to San Diego it's like a nice Mm -hmm. midway point and ever since those bathrooms got ungendered it's been a real nightmare. And now See, I can't stop there anymore because the last time I went, there was actual shit smeared on the floor. Yeah. The smell was atrocious. <laughs> it was horrible. And that bathroom used to be reliably clean. I I, I believe that. I, I will say in my experience, there is something about, the, and this is historically, even before uh, bathrooms became uh, gender neutral, about a women's Target restroom <laughs> that is like targets usually children, clean. Children. It's children, targets are usually clean. The bathrooms are like a whole other yeah situation. The it's, line's always forever, and it smells like shit in there. Yeah, it's because I, of all the kids that moms are taking to Target. And there are also like there are people who go to the bathroom and are like, I don't need a flush. It's fine that I have diarrhea. Why? Unknown. <laughs> like, just i can just leave this bloody tampon floating yeah. in here oh god also look 
no period shaming here, right? Have you ever gone into a bathroom and mm-hmm. you're like, someone is on like day three of their <laughs> flow right now and it is bad. <laughs> like and I'm they like, are not that hygienic to begin with. No, yeah. it's like like I am doing a face plant into a fucking maxi pad. It's so gross. <laughs> it's like, dude, what? Yeah. What? Like, and the thing is, you're not supposed to flush those, right? So people put those in the little trash cans. And sometimes those mm-hmm. trash cans don't get cleaned out. Sometimes they don't even have bags. No, they're just loose. I do not know what to do when that happens to me. I'm like, uh, there's no bag in there. And yeah. I'm like, I still have to put it in. I'm so sorry, yeah. janitorial staff. Yeah. But I have to throw what this I away What I try somewhere. to do is like wrap it in a bunch of toilet paper oh, i do that anyway like a lot like to a point where it's like a sphere oh <laughs> and then i put it in you know what i mean just yeah. so, so that it's like gives it even more yeah, yeah. If, if there's no bag i'm like i don't want yeah oof oh but it but yeah it's just it, and it's everywhere so i know i know i know it's the straight cis men it's also like why poopoo on the floor well that person was just sick i'm guessing that that person <laughs> it was like a drug there's like they're having a drug problem, a drug and, problem. like their body is out of control. There was um one of my friends uh went <laughs> was studying abroad in Spain and on the first day her roommate was like and they were staying in like this hotel type thing for the first night so they shared they shared hotel rooms. So it was her and her uh roommate and her friends like I know that I always get really constipated when I travel. So I'm going to take a bunch of laxatives. Mm. And she was like, I don't know if you should do that just because, like, we're going to be out all day. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. And she was like, it's going to be fine. I know my body. So she, like, <laughs> took a bunch of laxatives. And they're out at this bar. And she's like, I have to go home right now. I have to go right now. Right, We have to leave right now. So she's like, okay, okay, okay. She pranked herself. She pranked herself. She was like, <laughs> my friend was like, she didn't make it to the toilet. Oh my god! And she was like, it was on the walls. Like, it was like she was like, it was inhuman. Like it was crazy. Yeah, it was like that. I mean, well, the thing is, is whoever had done it yeah. tried to clean it up to the oh, best of so their they ability. It. But there were still smears, and it smelled no. so bad. <laughs> and I, because they had tried to yeah. clean it more or less, I couldn't immediately figure out where, like, why it smelled so bad. Yeah, but then I. I close the door and I go over to the toilet and I see like it's a few so smears disgusting. still like just disgusting. around the base of the toilet. And then the toilet oh! itself <laughs> is fucking horrifying. Just like <laughs> pee everywhere. Yeah. That's how I know it's the yeah, the, the pee pee everywhere. Yeah. And pubic hair just everywhere. That's another thing about that. When okay. guys use the restroom is like pubic hair everywhere. Yeah. The shedding what? aspect of the pubic hair <laughs> appearing it's out of control. It is out of control. I will say, you know what? I did used to see that in. I used to see that in when I um I at my firm the women's restroom. Oh well, yeah, it's certainly not exclusive. Yeah, but to... the pubic hair thing all over the toilet. That's weird. I'm like, what are you doing? I've never had that be a constant problem at a workplace. It was weird. It was like a lot. Somebody is not maintaining. You know what I worry about? Yeah. You know what I think it probably was? What? You. <laughs> I think it was me. I think it might have been me. 
think it is. Someone's on the toilet. Because uh-huh. my question is, how does the hair remove itself Floof. from the body? <laughs> and like, go elsewhere. It goes, we're free. Yeah. <laughs> it's like freedom. Um, I think someone's like scratching a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Your face just then was like, oh, no. You know, I think they're scratching a Immediate lot. frown. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, well, probably how what's like, happening is they're like scratching while. No, I think that they're scratching throughout the day. Okay. Oh, in, I see. In their clothes. And so it's, so like, it's just like building. And then like they'll nail pull bomb. their underwear down. Yeah. And it's and like, it'll be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there, it's like when you go to the it's beach probably, and you get a bunch yeah. of sand in the gusset of your <laughs> swimsuit, <laughs> but it's like pubes. Yeah. Uh, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that I know that that's what it is. Because it's ever since everything became gender neutral. Yeah, this is the situation. There should be a tiny little hole for yeah. <laughs> cishet men. <laughs> it's like a glory like, hole, but for people. I'm with a cishet man. Yeah. Cishet man. Mm-hmm. I know what his bathroom looks like. It's also like, I remember hearing horror stories in high school of the boys' bathroom. Yeah. Like, You've it, heard it forever. It's just, I mean, I remember once there was like a turd on the floor that was huge. Oh. And like everyone was just going in to look at it. Like that was like yes. that day where everyone's like, dude, yeah. did you see the log? Whoa. So then everyone would like go look at the log. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Because it was like a corn dog. Yeah. On the floor. And um, I do not think. It's just clean. Trans women and men are doing this. I don't think. I don't think so. It has to be cis het men. Because that's it, there's a certain entitlement there, right? Right? Yes. Like, like, oh, life's easy for me. I'm just going <laughs> to poo-poo all over the floor and smear it around. It's like somebody else will clean this up. Yes. This isn't my problem. Somebody will, someone else will take care of this. Yeah. It's a bathroom. I can treat it however because it's a gross, stupid bathroom. What do I care? Exactly. Somebody else has to clean this up. Yeah. 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 That's. I think that's it. It's the attitude. Yeah. It's, it's all about attitude. Because sometimes, listen, sometimes you get sick. You can't control, you can't what's control going that. on. So there's outliers. Yeah. But I think there is kind of like a, oh, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Cause also I feel like it goes in line with like the same type of men that are like, don't do any housework. And then their wife does all the housework Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, he can't even fold a sheet. Isn't that adorable? Mm -hmm. It's like, I know really. (laughs) I mean, I would hope he could fold a sheet. (laughs) It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, So anyway, side, side note. I kind of forgot why we're why I got okay, on this. Bathrooms are horror shows. Um, let's see what we were talking about. Uh, stripping nude. Oh yeah, stripping nude. Is it that? Yeah, because we were talking about C team underwear and skid marks. Oh yep, thank you. Okay. Um, and then yeah, so <clears throat> she wakes up. Her Winchester's dad drives them drives her home. Some bullshit with Charles. Who who cares? Who knows? I was so bored by Charles. Every scene with Charles, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I don't care. You're yeah. Cl- you clearly suck. Yeah. Even if you, he's, he's a Cusick boy who d- will suck regardless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if he didn't do it, he sucks. Yeah. Um, he's like the shitty, like Alexander, whatever. The oh, third the rapist. boy from, um. The workout room. Right? No. Oh. That might've been Cusick too, but I'm thinking overdue. Ah, we have another classic like 
killer is like real busy. Yes. But there's three, three to of four them. of them yeah. now. Yeah. So no wonder they get so much done. Yes. So that's her solution now. Because they're building snowmen. They're building six foot tall snowmen. Six foot tall snowmen with faces that are looking straight up so she can see it from her room. And ribbons in its Ribbons in its hair. They're like pretending to be dead girls. Breaking dollhouses. They're drugging her. They're driving out into the woods and abandoning her. They're wrapping her in blankets naked. They're... You know what they're doing though? They're spending too much time on her. They have a drug running business to run. Yeah, who's running that business? They should focus on that. They probably lost so much money. She hasn't done anything. She does not... uh, She doesn't know, you dummies. Also, all they had to do was like... Get rid of the photos. Yeah. She would have been none the wiser and probably would have forgotten about it. But they didn't know that she, that there were photos. Had she, well, what's his name did? Nobody knew. He didn't know until No, I mean, so like, okay, had they never, first of all, first step they shouldn't have done. They shouldn't have been terrorizing her about this because she would have forgotten. Yeah. Second step. But they did that. So fine. We are where we are. Once Charles finds out that she had gotten those photos, uh, developed oh yeah then don't even bother killing her yes he already picked them up yeah he picked them up he could destroy them he could be like i didn't take them someone else did we'll never find out yeah and instead they pretend that they that marissa's body was found they They pretend to be the sheriff's station and get her to drive out there and i love she like tells jinx she's like i gotta go they found marissa i have to go identify the body it's like some fucking barn yeah (laughs) she runs and it says in the book that like you can just hear jinx through the phone like why would they have you identify her there yeah wouldn't it be at the morgue and it's funny because actually in that moment that was the only moment where she was acting like a little idiot but i probably would have done the same thing like, you just don't think, right? Like, you're just I like, not oh, thought about it. Yeah. Like, they found the body. I have to go. Mm-hmm. Like, you would never. Well, if you find it's like your dead sister's body was yeah. found, you'd be in such a state. Exactly. Who could even think straight? Exactly. So I was like, you know, she is being an idiot. But in that moment, I would be too. Yeah. I would go do but it. But it is really funny. It's like, it's at a farm. I have to go. And she's like, it's at a farm off the highway. Yeah. I'm going here. Uh, so then, and then brave little jinx chases after her. Yeah, and they almost kill him, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Jinx's real name is Jimmy. She calls him Jinx because everything bad seems to happen when he's around. Yep. Yeah. Phoebe hates Jinx. Hates him. Yeah. But he's like grown into quite a cute man. He's cute. I kept picturing him as a, a guy I had a crush on when I was little. Really? Uh-huh. Big old dimple. Aw. Huge baby face. I was having trouble picturing him. Cast him for me. Um, Tom Holland? Tall Tom Holland? Tall Tom Holland. I was picturing him as really tall. Me too. Did you describe him as tall? Tall and thin. Forget. Yeah. Yeah, because he grew yeah. recently. Because he like, Maybe, like didn't Tom used Holland to be works. tall and was now. Tall Tom or Holland. Or Noah Centineo from To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Oh, yeah. Baby face. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could see that. Let's say him. Okay, him. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. The way that we find out that Jinx likes... Ryan. I felt so so mean. Bad for him. So Phoebe takes Jinx's car to go drive somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mostly forget why. But while they're out. She. Oh, this is what happens. This is another example for being a terrible friend. Mm -hmm. So she. uh, So uh, Kelly or not Kelly. uh, Ryan. Ryan has just gotten um, home or no to Jinx's house. And she's like had a really rough time. And then. um. Uh, 
Phoebe comes back and she's like, I've just been on the most wonderful date with so-and-so. Oh yeah, and she will not shut up. She will not shut up. And Ryan is like, I really need to talk to you. Like something really messed up happened with, I think it was, maybe she thought she saw this movie just in like the car. Everything. Everything, whatever, something. She's like, I had a really tough time. And she's like, let's go get a cappuccino. And she's like, I don't <laughs> Tell me about it over to. a cappuccino. And she's like, I don't want to. Please, can we just stay here? And she's like, let's go. We're going to take Jinx's car. So that's why they go. I forgot that. That is why. Um, then while they're out, one of her four or three tormentors um, slashes Jinx's tires and just like rips out parts of his engine. Yeah, that was weird. So, so then Jinx like tells on Phoebe to their dad. And so the dad's like, well, you can't go to the New Year's dance then. And she's like, but Michael, you're ruining. I can't go with Michael now. You're ruining mm. my life. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. And then like just to hurt him back, Phoebe starts taunting Jinx like, oh, yeah, why don't you tell her how much you're in love with her? Tell her about that box of photos you have of her. Tell her about that letter that you wrote that you would never send her. And he's like so embarrassed. And so it's is Ryan. such a bummer. Phoebe sucks, dude. Phoebe does suck. Oh, here we go. Who cares about your stupid car? Why don't you just ask Ryan to go with you like you wanted to do all along and maybe she can drive you? He's like, oh, right. Like I trust her with my life. Oh my God. Uh, oh, stop it, Jinx. Why not just let her hear it? I'm sure she'll be so flattered that the jerkiest little guy in the whole town has had a crush on her his whole life. Oh my God. And Jinx is just doing his best to keep up the shirt. He's like, yeah, stupid in her dreams. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, then why don't we tell her about the pictures you've got, huh? In that box with all your most private stuff. You're crazy, Phoebe. You don't know anything about my stuff. Like, hell, I don't. That box you keep in your closet and all those pictures of Ryan from the time she was little all the way up till now. And what about that letter you wrote her but you never mailed? How did it go? It's so hard for me to tell you what I'm feeling because I think you're so... Shut up, Phoebe. Oh, my God. And what else did it say? I'd love for us to be alone together sometime. And Phoebe, don't. <laughs> and then finally, Ryan's like, Phoebe, stop it. And then afterwards, like, so Phoebe storms off. And it's just her and Ryan. And Ryan's like, just standing there, like, looking at the wall. And she's like, hey, um, she's just acting crazy. I don't, uh, I don't believe what she's saying. And then she literally goes, Wow. Look at the time. <laughs> I should go. <laughs> and then runs off into the kitchen to get picked up. She's like, yeah, I don't. Don't worry. I don't believe any of that. Woo-wee. It's late. <laughs> Woo. My dogs wow. are barking. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long month of getting tormented. I better go. Oh, God. But then at the end, she asks him to ask her out, mm -hmm. which is very cute. And they yeah, go to the dance together. Uh, what about Winchester? What about this? Where she's trapped in the toy shop and the guy with the ski mask <gasps> coming at her. Oh, yeah. And she she's breaks. Like punching the window. Punches it out. Gets cut up. Shows up at the garage where Jinx is working. He takes her to the hospital. Her parents and everyone think that she's tried to kill herself. But she's for Steve who knows. Except for Steve who knows because he was the one who was fucking with her yeah and she keeps saying i had to it was the only way out and they think that means that Kill she was herself. trying to die yeah and she's saying no no no. like it was literally the only way out of the building but she's no all drugged up to her yeah what a nightmare i thought that they were going to institutionalize her me too i thought it was, was going like, to get much Whoa! worse 
But instead it blows over because then they're like, oh, the drug ring. Yeah. Never mind. Oh, yeah. So she she goes to the farmhouse and it's just full of drugs. So many drugs. So many bags drugs. and bags of drugs. And then Charles is there and she's like, man, I fucking knew it. And he's like, yeah, well, did you know this? And Steve shows up and she's like, what? And then Mr. Partini shows she up and a she's voice. like, what? She's like, do we have uh, the person who is trying to ruin our business? Oh, well, where is my little bambine? Bambolina. And she's like, Mr. Pantini. <laughs> or Partini. And he's like, yes, it was I. And I'm selling the drugs. And then someone says, is that Ryan? And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's fucking Winchester. And he's like, oh, my God. He's I didn't like, know you were involved. Why are you guys doing this? And then he's like, you wait. Said you, wouldn't get, you said you wouldn't get hurt. He's like, I'm Winchester. Oh, I, 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 I was so sad when Marissa fell in. And everyone like looks at him. He's like, wait, she didn't fall in. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. Gee, oh, jeez, I thought for sure that was just a happy coincidence for you guys. And then he's like, guys, you should. So then they're, oh, they're like, we killed Jinx, but they didn't really. And they're like, we got to go deal with something. They all leave. And Winchester's like, guys, you got to take my truck and drive as far away as you can and call the police on the radio. And I'm going to create a distraction for you. I thought it was really sad when, when she was like, but what about you? And he goes. They're going to kill me either way. Yeah, I thought that was really sad. That was really sad. So he's like, save yourselves. I'm dead. But then he doesn't die. Then he doesn't he's die. Fine. He has to kill. So Steve shoots at Charles, who is shooting at her and Jinx in the truck. Yes. There's a big old chase. It's crazy. Yeah. And Winchester sh- then shoots Steve, I think. Yeah. And, and Charles dies. And Winchester uh, turns... To testify against them. Yeah. And that's how he's going to get like a lighter sentence. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, she's like, ask me to the dance. And Jinx is like, okay. And then he's like, he says, he makes some joke about her like being ugly or something. And she goes to punch him and then he grabs her hand and then they hold hands. It's cute. It's very cute. Yeah. I liked this book. I did too. I did laugh out loud at the Mr. Partini Mr. being involved. Mr. Partini being involved. I was like, crazy. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I really did not see that one coming. Me neither. I never would have thought that. Mr. I never Martini. would have thought he was involved. It's like, oh, all of my drugs. You are a threat to my business. I couldn't believe it. He's like, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> on the day of my Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked this book. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, was if you guys are read. wondering if you should read it, I think you should read it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys really like... A girl in a book having, um, like, uh, sexual tension with people who might murder her. Yeah. It's the book for you. Yeah, because she does have weird sexual like tension. So many. With even Mr. Pantini. <laughs> um, if you are watching slash reading along, I will say, next week we are going to be talking about Jawbreaker with Osmond Toya. Mm-hmm, the movie Jawbreaker starring What's-Her-Face. Uh, Rose McGowan. Yes. And the girl from the Neutrogena commercials in the 90s. Wasn't that Natalie Portman or was that the 2000s? That was probably the 2000s. This is definitely 90s. She's got very curly hair. Anyway. Uh, anyway, that's what we're covering. Um, Thank you so much to everybody who listens. Um, And to everybody that gives on our Patreon. We really appreciate it. Yep. You're wonderful. 
You're wonderful. If you want to check it out, it's patreon.com slash Dean Creeps. If you would like to leave uh, us a review, uh, rate and review us in iTunes or, sorry, Apple Podcasts. I'm so old. What is this, 2017? <laughs> <laughs> what is this, a year ago? Um, in Apple Podcasts or whatever app you do use to listen to podcasts, that would be very helpful to us. Um, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening again, guys. Please listen again next week. Keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>